Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, you know what happened at Stacy's party last weekend? I was just hanging out, and a guy came in, and he was drinking a beer. No, what did you do? What did I do? I got up, bore witness to him that drinking was wrong. Put my pants back on, and I got the frick out of there. Well, good for you. Yeah, I got standards. Live from St. George, and broadcasting over terrestrial radio and the internet, it's the Happy Valley Speakeasy Radio Show, starring the Willard Three, and engineering by Kimball. And now, because they have absolutely nothing better to do, the Willard Three. Stop the run. Happy Valley Speakeasy presents Haikus with Spencer Willard. It is World War II. Adolf Hitler and Ms. Braun. It's a comedy! <laughs> that has been a thing that we did. Wow, you guys really take this stuff seriously. You don't? Well, I'm a sophomore, but I took too many credits last year to get out to any of this stuff, you know? You come here, and you'll never go back. You come here, and you enter our brotherhood. Take it to heart, huh? Yeah, pretty much. What's your name? Uh, I'm Justin. I'm Trevor. Uh, Good to meet you. So what happens now? Well, Justin, let me show you the handshake. The what? Hasn't anyone given you the orientation? No. Do, do I need to leave? Uh, no, no. I'll help you through it. Oh, great. Thanks. First, we do the secret lion's handshake. <laughs> sounds like a secret society. Yeah, sounds like. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's awkward. Okay, do you have to put that there? Oh, ooh. Sorry, I didn't mean to linger. Well, that was easy. Then we drink the blood of our enemies from the chalice of power. The what? It's just a name. Why is it glowing? That's just the art department. Right. Oh man, this stuff tastes like blood. Yeah, tastes like. Oh, ooh, this is my favorite part. Okay, boys, here's your hoods. Ooh, thanks. Oh, th- yeah, thanks. Yeah, put them on your. Yeah, no, no. Point up. Point up. My up. Po- my point is up. No. Th- you, the new guy, point up. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. Hey, how's my look? Um, looks like KKK hoods. Yeah, looks like it's supposed to. Then we burn the opposing coach. Oh, cool, an effigy? I can't believe you guys do an effigy. That is so cool. Yeah. Hey, what's an effigy? Hey, what are you... Ah! So, Mike, how was your Thanksgiving? 
depressing. Well, what happened, man? I I know you have that big family get together, but how bad could it be? Cause did someone get in a fight or something? No, no, there was no fight. If I thought it would have helped, I would have started one. So what's the problem? My son. Which one? That little Timmy bastard, or? No, not not Timmy. Cameron. You know, my, the the fourteen year old. Oh yeah, yeah. What, what happened, man? It happened right at the end of Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, he just stood up and said it right there in front of everyone. Oh, said what? Was it something I did and something else I could have done? Was I a bad father? I mean, I tried to support him all I could. I encouraged him. I took him to lessons. I, I just don't know what else I could have done. What? What did he say? He, he just stood up and said it like, like it was normal. <gasps> did he come out of the closet? Is he gay? What? No, no. I, I wish that was it. I mean, it would have been easier to deal with. Easier to deal with. Well, what is it? Is he on drugs? What is he on? Reefer, meth, smack, shroom, the little blue ones that de-wrinkle my grandpa? What? Oh, why'd you say that? What's wrong with you? That's seared into the flesh of my brain. Sorry, but you know, you're not the only one with family problems, okay? Well, you see, at Thanksgiving dinner, a lot of us go, after Thanksgiving dinner, a lot of us go into the music room and we pick up our instruments and we just jam for a while. You know, just, just open form jazz riffing, man. It's just hours of complete free form jazz. So you're sure Cameron's not gay? So, so I went to grab Cam, you know, because he can riff all night on his horn. And he's not gay? And then he said it right there in front of everyone. He, he wanted to go into the rec room and watch football with those good-for-nothing uncles. What? I mean, we're a whole family musicians. And what does my sister do? Marry a, marry a damn jock. It's their influence. They did it. Okay, so he wanted to watch the game. That's it. It was a good game. What's wrong? Yeah. So I, I pulled him aside to, you know, discuss it with him. You know what he said then? Do you? After this year, he wants to quit band and play sports. Not just football, basketball, baseball, hockey, hockey, a caveman sport. Bash the twit next to you. Who cares if you score as long as you take a tooth? Yeah, I know. I know. I saw Tooth Fairy. Okay, you know what? We got to talk about you watching the rock movies in the first place. But you know what? It's going to be okay. I mean, young guys like sports. Where did I go wrong? What could I do different? Is he lost to me? What do I do? No, okay, I know it scares you, but you need to support your son. If he makes, I mean, if he makes any of these teams, oh, you could become a booster. Never. Okay, boosters are all right, man. They always come out, they have a barbecue, they cook brats. You like brats? But I don't even understand football. Oh, it's, it's going to be okay, I promise. I'll, look, I'll come to the games. I'll explain it to you. How come the ball isn't round? I mean, it's a ball, isn't it? It's, it's pointed on both hands. And... <laughs> We've got a lot to teach you. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> I hate you all. Welcome back to Happy Valley Speak Easy Radio. Man, I, w- I might as well be wearing a helmet with stickers all over it, the stupid fry machine. Can I help you? I got a delivery. All right, well, what is it? Cadavers. What? Cadavers. What for? This is a, this is a fast food restaurant, not a medical facility. Yeah, I know. What is this, your first day? Yeah, me, my friend. What is this? Well, how do you think they make the special sauce? So special. I was hoping Crisco. <laughs> you wish, boy. Ooh, great. The cadavers are here. Come on, Eric. Let's get some sauce on. 
is this in my job description? It is now. Oh, okay now. Uh, sir, is this legal? Well, it's not not illegal. Okay. All right. Grab your mallet. Why? Hey, you're pretty good at this. <laughs> Try and hit the brain. Hi, can I help you? Yeah, number four with extra special sauce. Hey, you got it. What, what's in that special sauce? It, it's so tangy. Well, you know what? Let me go find out. So, what's in it? What is in the special sauce? Happiness. <clears throat> Mayonnaise, mostly. I'm gonna throw up. <coughs> so, paprika? Crisco? Yeah, I know. Oh, you know what happened to me at my boyfriend's house? We were just hanging out, and then somebody wanted to watch a rated R movie. No! What did you do? What did I do? I bore witness to him that watching rated R movies is wrong. Got off my boyfriend, put my pants back on. I got the frick out of there. Well, good for you. Yeah, I got standards. How's our little patient doing? He's sleeping. Very good. Hello, baby! Huh, maybe we should get those ears tested next. Well, we've got the blood work back in the little tyke, and it looks... And it looks bad. Very bad. What is it? What? What is it? What's wrong with my baby? Nothing's wrong with your baby. But you said the blood work was bad. Did I? Oh, I meant good. It's, it looks, it's looking very good. Uh, okay, that's good. Well, he looks very healthy, blood type A, and it looks like he's going to be gay. So here's some newborn Daisy Dukes in a share album. But are, are you sure? Yes, type A, very popular nowadays. No, I mean, my boy's gay? Oh, yeah. Queer is a $3 bill. It's amazing what we can find out with these tests nowadays. Uh, it looks like he's also going to have a small emo phase and work at a Hot Topic for a summer. That's nice. Teach him a little work ethic. Well, I'm sure there's something we can do to header him up a little bit. Well, I mean, there's Christian camps, there's therapy and things, but usually that makes gay kids gayer. Well, I don't know about you, but I think we should embrace our new gay son. Let him be what he'll be. That's the spirit. I have some other things for you. A bath soap set. Wow. wow. A leather jumper. What's that? Oh, this? Oh, this is a flannel jumper and some Doc Martens. They're for a little girl down the hall. She's going to be quite butch. Here at the Tiny Tot Pinwheel Shop, we're looking for a candidate who knows that without him, there would be maybe 
tens of people without the newest styles of pinwheels and the importance that has with the commercial retailers. <laughs> you see, it's that kind of attitude that will get you far in this company. Now, the position is a low one, but with plenty of opportunity for promotions, seeing that the death rate is one in three newcomers. So, if you're lucky and survive, you can become foreman by the time you're four. <laughs> right, and especially if you keep all those limbs. So... Uh, I I can't do this. Cut! Hold on, hold on. Get that damn brat out of here. Okay, can't do what? Th this whole sweatshop thing. What? It's funny. A taller interviewing for a position in a sweatshop? Classic. No, I, I, I get it. It's just that... Not everything's funny. All right, there, I said it. Oh, I, I know that. I've seen Dane Cook stand up. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, American Dad? You have to draw the line somewhere, and I think child abuse is a good place to start. Family Guy? Three's Company? Oh, you aren't listening at all. At least there isn't a child molestation joke in the sketch. Yeah, you're, you're right. There's not. What are you scribbling out? There was a molestation joke, wasn't there? No, no, no. This is from an earlier thing not connected whatsoever with what we're talking about. Grow a soul, will you? Okay, there was one molestation joke, but it was tasteful. Oh, wait. Come back. Come on. I'll feed you lunch today. I'll validate your parking. Star on the trailer? Hey, Steve. Hey. Where's Jeff today? Is he sick again? Yeah, he's got that thing going around. What, the swine flu? No, <laughs> nothing that bad. Uh, the other one. Uh, what's it called? Um, oh, yeah, AIDS. He's, he's got AIDS. AIDS. A-I-D-S, AIDS. Yeah, AIDS. Are you sure? AIDS? Yeah, come see this. Look, he's on, he tweeted an hour ago in doctor office, got AIDS, frowny face. Oh, that's horrible. What should we do? Oh, wait. Second one, can, uh, he's updating. Okay, he says, doing fine, rubbing mineral oil on it. He'll be fine. Rubbing mineral oil on what? On the AIDS. Can you even do that? <coughs> How's that even going to help? Jeez, <coughs> oh, are you okay? Uh, I'm, I'm fine. Well, um, well, where's Ben? He was supposed to get me the Kruckney report last week. Uh, he's out sick, too. Not AIDS, is it? Oh, no, no, nothing that pedestrian. He's got cancer. <gasps> cancer. Oh, my bone cancer. Was that, was that Ben? No, that's Chuck. No, ben, Ben's got pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic cancer. Yep. Painful, painful pancreatic cancer. Kind of po poetic, don't you think? No, no, it isn't. Is it ter isn't that terminal? Yeah, but he's alternating NyQuil and Tylenol. You know, liquid gel. He says he's not going to do that. He's not doing that bad. Really? So he's not doing that bad, battling cancer with NyQuil. Yep. Oh, man. Something wrong with my contacts. My eyes are killing me. Well, what about Dave? Oh, you don't want to know. Right. Not good? No. He's got a cold. It's, it's horrible. Mucus everywhere. Phlegm coming out of his email. Oh, that's not bad. It's just a cold. Well, it wouldn't be that bad, but he's got leprosy. What's leprosy? Leprosy. He blew his nose and it came off. Along with three oh, other fingers. Oh, leprosy. Oh, I've been drinking from his cup. <laughs> so he's got to get rid of this annoyance before he can get focused on the cold. 
What about what about you? Are you feeling of blood? Blood coming out of your eyes? Bad? Wrong? Kill it with fire? I'm I'm doing okay. I just need a little nap. Uh, dead. He's dead. So very dead. Oh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Oh, hand sanitizer. Hands up. Oh yeah. Safe. Yeah, no. Oh, you know what happened? I was in science class, and the teacher started teaching evolution. No. What did you do? I got up, bore witness to my teacher that evolution is wrong. Finished up, put my pants back on, and I got the frick out of there. Well, good for you. Yeah, I got standards. And Hitler, because of your many crimes against humanity, we can't just let you in. But it is our policy to let those who have had a change of heart and accepted the true doctrine. So since you have accepted, you can come into heaven. But it's only on probationary terms. If you can be nice to the Jews, oh. we'll have a review. And perhaps you can stay on a more permanent basis. Ah, danke, Peter. All right, then. In you go. Watch yourself. Shalom. All right. Next. No, no, no. It's cool. I know. Hey, Pedro! What's happening? It's me, Judas. No. Next. No, 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 wait a sec, wait a sec. It's me, Judas Iscariot. We used to hang out together, remember? We were in the, it was like a boy band, like One Direction. It was like a, or a gang. There was 12 of us. The Apostles? Yeah, that's it. That's what we were called. Yeah, I know who you are. You are not getting in. Why not? I mean, I helped gather fire for the night sermons on the mound. I helped lower the cripple. Ew. In the middle of the house to get healed, I sent a message to the messenger to tell the leper to wash himself seven times in the river. I mean, I used to hang out with Jesus, man. Yeah, before he betrayed and sold him to the Pharisees for a bag of silver. You just can't let that go, can you? You helped crucify the Messiah with that blood money. Well, at least I didn't deny him three times. That was you, buddy. I said exactly who he was, where he'd be, at what time he'd be there. So don't you cast the first stone, Petey. Don't. Don't call me that. And besides, it's a good business transaction. A bag of silver for a name and a place doesn't get better than that. Impossible. Hey, aren't you supposed to be in hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, about that. Uh, there was an altercation. Good news, I'm out of hell. Bad news, in limbo. And limbo is not as cool as they said it was. They never said it was. So I, I'm going to regret this, but what happened? Well, me and Chris Angel, he comes down to hell quite often. Um... We, he tricked Satan into thinking he could walk on lava to impress Mary, Queen of Scots. <laughs> and you should have seen his face. Yeah, so anyhow, uh, he kicked me out and terminated his blood contract with Chris Angel. I mean, you haven't seen any new mind freaks lately, have you? Uh, no, okay. Uh, so, do me a solid. Butt me up at the top of that list. Sorry, but you've been blacklisted. Well, how many names are on there? Let's see. B -b -b just one. Judas. But I just saw Hitler get in. You just let in Hitler. On a trial basis. He killed six million Jews. I only killed one. Who happened to be the son of God. Now get out. But. No. Now. Fine. I'll, I'll get it. Next. 
The weasels are making us leave, so we'll be back shortly. Welcome back. And now, Happy Valley Speakeasy presents a fat, angry, white man. You know that parent that can't shut up about their kids? That's me. I'm that guy. Because you know what? My kids are smarter, faster, and better than your dumb kids. I make no apologies for what I say because I know this for a fact. Why, you ask? Because I'm a parent who cares about my kids. My parenting skills could kick Mother Teresa in the nuts. Only such a skilled caregiver could have children with such a highly defined early childhood development that would make the writers of the Baby Einstein videos kneel down to one knee and weep huge sobs into their hands. Your kid was potty trained at two? My kids were potty trained four days out of the womb. Oh, your kid knows the numbers at one? My kids were splitting atoms at two months. Your kid spoke at 16 months? My kid was quoting the rise and the fall of the Third Reich by memory during the sonograms. How do I know? I shoved a tape recorder way up there. But, you know, hey, don't feel bad about your child's obvious, well, my child's obvious superiority to your mindless lump of vomit. It's not their fault. It's your fault. I mean, they got squatted out of your festering vagina, and now they resent you for it, and it made you into a horrible, horrible parent. Yeah, remember that time you smacked your kid's hand away from almost touching the burner on the stove? I didn't. You know why? I allow my children to explore their surroundings. Did I take them right to the hospital? No. They need to learn that actions have consequences. And did I bandage them myself rather than going to a qualified doctor? Yeah, I did. They need to learn that not all of life's problems come in pills and prescriptions to soothing burn ointments. And is it now too late to separate their hands? Now they have a Johnny Tremaine-like hand where the thumb is fused to the hand? Yeah, yeah. I want them to have character. I don't want everything handed to them on a silver platter. As of now, you can't hand them anything. But I want, I want you to know this. My kids are as dumb as your kids. They're neither more intelligent nor they're more brilliantly creative than yours. All kids are vast holds of nothingness. And just because your kid did something before my or any other parent's kid doesn't make them a freaking brain surgeon. Because think about it. If your kid did what he did now... But at the age of 23, he'd just be a retard. Sick of it. Jane Lynch, celebrity voice impersonated. My kid beat up your kid. <laughs> you, you do realize how quickly and deeply you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, aren't we all? Have you seen his hands? <laughs> They're fused. <laughs> Yes, yes, he has hooks. I get it. He looks like Flipper Boy. I mean, <laughs> Flipper Babies. <laughs> All my kids look like they're worth the little mind baby. <laughs> and that is it for hour one. Hour one was written, starred, and conceived by Hiram Spencer Kimball Willard. <laughs> Hiram Spencer Kimball Willard conceived. Thought no, of no, 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 no. I, I did not I conceive my brothers. I don't want to. I don't want to know when I was a foul thought in our father's mind. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. you know our parents. It was, mom's. It was yeah. mom's thought. I'm gonna go vomit now. Thank you. 
That'll never reach you. Right. We'll be right back. <laughs> back this is second hour this is news and information hour with the three brothers the willard three (laughs) yeah whatever (laughs) and if you're coming here to get your update of news there's something wrong and also um please feel free to call in because we're not going to take your call (laughs) (laughs) as soon as we have an intern we'll might consider it no no never keep calling um (laughs) hey what's what's going on information news the biggest news is uh, Disney Lucasfilm, right? Yeah. Yes. The merger well, of, the, of all mergers. At least the most expensive. I'll tell you what. A lot of people give George Lucas flack, but there's two great things that he's done. When he couldn't get a studio built in where he wanted to, he, he built low-income housing right in there in San Marin. Oh, you, no, you... you you're breezing that way too fast because a lot of people do not know the story. And if you hate politics, this is a freaking great story. <laughs> Actually, this, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah, all, well, all of George Lucas's neighbors were like, no, you can't build a studio because... Now, now, mind you, he lives in Northern California, like liberal Mecca. Right, right out of San Francisco, like right outside San Francisco. Like Berkeley Light. And uh, so everyone, you know, didn't want business there because they wanted it all happy and because they're all rich, you know, and shrubs and so he had all this land. He had he couldn't do anything with it. So he was fighting the city council, fighting his neighbors, said, fine, you want housing here? I'll build low income housing for all the low income people and they can come in. And was like, oh, you want to do your studio? No, No, I don't. (laughs) We're going to do this. So he did that. And. He sold Lucasfilm to Disney for $4 billion, and all of it's going to charity. Yeah, because he so badly needs that, that money to no, retire. No, well, come on. How great is that, though? No, I'm giving him a, a lot, lot of credit. Of people, a lot of people wouldn't do that. They just you know, keep that yeah. money for themselves, and he's giving all the charity. You've got to give him credit. Yeah, he, he, well, I think he's finally just tired. And say what you will about episodes one and two. Three was awesome. <laughs> well, three was awesome shut up okay i will give you out of the prequels it was definitely the best of the three prequels it was awesome but no no not just the best it was probably the best out of the six no actually there's seven films no no yes 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 we are not including the star wars christmas special in 1979 starring b arthur <laughs> See, yeah. seriously what is your deal I, I, every other facebook post oh, christmas special? because because oh. it was no. not a movie because it didn't go to the theaters no it didn't it went straight to video i understand that however it not was even straight to video no, i'm just straight saying. to tv and never seen them or heard of again because it was so terrible Except granted we, we that's had, why i say for, we, for we me george have, lucas we did have that video recording of it i, I tape yeah. it somewhere it i know is. it's around somewhere uh, hopefully it got taped over <laughs> actually knowing you probably did <laughs> good but i, I uh, gave you a service man. yes thank you <laughs> no i'm saying for me george lucas destroyed the franchise before he had the chance to destroy the franchise and you realize just how much of a Star Trek original series, how many episodes are there discussion this is? Yeah, I know. No, no it's not. It's no, not. Every, Star <laughs> Wars. It's absolutely not, because Star Wars is inherently and fundamentally better than Star Trek will ever hope to be. Well, Star Trek is, is the... Yeah, you know it's true. You know it's true. <laughs> this is going to so geek so quick. Because the reboot of Star Trek is just Star Wars. 
Yeah. I, well, it is exactly Star Wars. You have look, the old thought, you know, like you well, got Spock just like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Except was, the, the technology is so Earth-based technology. Well, the, but the, here's... <laughs> I, and there goes the script. <laughs> you just gave him a paper cut. Across my <laughs> neck. I hope so. <laughs> well, no, if... if if Star Wars is rock and roll, you know, pop culture, then Star Trek is going to be the opera, the Shakespeare, the high... It is. And our audience is now down to five. <laughs> and today we're going to start and the talking all, about And physics. all five of them live in their mother's basements. <laughs> yes, but at least they're watching... One the, of them could be our mother. <laughs> no, no, one of them is our mother watching on Ustream. Look, look, look. <coughs> Star Trek is not the fine art of sci-fi. It's just not. It's a bunch, mostly, it's a bunch of boring people doing diplomatic crap and then occasionally firing a laser. Okay? Depends on which Prime Directive is bullcrap, and you <laughs> both know it. Because every time they bring up the Prime Directive, it's only so they can say, just this one time we're going to go against the Prime Directive. What is the Prime Directive? You know it. Say it. No, actually... I don't. Not offhand. The prime directive is never to screw with the tech or with the people that you're going exploring. For someone to go boldly where no one's gone before. For someone who supposedly hates Star Trek. Do, you do your research <laughs> before you hate something. That's why I read Twilight. <laughs> I read Twilight so I could hate it like it should be hated. Actually, I, thought you were I honestly gay. tried. I Go got ahead. into one and a half chapters of Twilight and I could not read another word. So, I will say this. I menstruated for like three <laughs> weeks straight. So I, when Twilight the movie came out, I happened to be in northern Utah. I'm at a music store picking something up. Why does this sound bad? I'm at the register paying for it. These two, uh, and for me to say geeky guys is really saying something. These two geeky guys behind the counter geeky guys. are <laughs> are having a discussion about the new Twilight movie. And asking one guy had seen it, the other guy had it. And so what would you think about it? Oh, I thought it was a little dark. I had to say... It's a vampire movie. Yeah, it's a chick flick vampire it's movie. It's not dark, though. Have Again, you not seen a dark film? Geeky guys. <laughs> I don't know. Well, when you say geeky guys, um, there's a lot of, you know, horror flick geeks. Well, no, 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 no. These, these are Trekkie <laughs> geeky guys. So what you're guys. saying, these are glee geek guys or what? When I say music store, I'm not talking about a record. I'm oh, sorry. No, they CD mean full, full house <laughs> geeky. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like Jason Stamos. Instrumental music store. <laughs> No, menstrual oh, music. Like, guitars. <laughs> oh. Cellos. <laughs> Cellos. <laughs> Say that a little too well. <laughs> you know, when he says northern Utah, he actually means Park City. City of all cities. That's awesome. Okay, so what were we talking about? <laughs> Doesn't really matter. <laughs> you were talking about the, uh, originally. George Lucas. Okay, George Lucas. No, the yeah, great thing. Arts. I, I just read this today. That the guy who wrote Toy Story 3 is writing the treatment and probably the script for Star Wars 7. What's going to be cool? Okay. I, I mean, cool props there. What I kept saying when that happened, I kept saying, because they're like, oh, Disney's going to screw it up. Disney, <clears throat> what do you think Lasseter is going to do to Star Wars? He's only going to make it freaking awesome. Yes, I mean, honestly. Uh, so, I mean, especially yeah, when all the characters start coming out looking like toys and. Like, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Book is gonna, <laughs> if you could see this on radio, just <laughs> daggers through my soul. <laughs> it's going to be so great. And you're going to eat every word. <laughs> now, I'll grant it, if they try to come out with some sort of, um, you know. Jar Jar. 
if they try to come out with some sort of like child-friendly Chewbacca movie, yeah, <laughs> I think I'll be quite angry. It's just like Chewbacca and the Ewoks presents che- Chewie Saves Christmas, you know? That, that was, was the Christmas, Christmas special. special. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta remember, you gotta remember uh, 1979. Because I don't. Oh, I wasn't born. <laughs> no, but it was literally, it was, uh, they had to go back to Chewbacca's home planet for the was like Earth Day celebration kind of thing. You know, it was, I know, I'm the oldest one here, so I get to know this, okay? I just remember glimpses of seeing characters in fur. That's. Don't you see that? It's like, oh, there, this is a family show. Well, we're late at night, it's okay. Um, no, it was, it was something just, I, I'm, I, I've seen it on YouTube a couple of times, and I'm not going to watch the whole thing because it's not that important. <laughs> I don't need last to have that. Life is worth more. <laughs> yes, it is. Kind of like last week when I tried to introduce my son to Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, which son? Jeremy. And I tried to introduce it to him. Wait, which one? Manos. No, no you no. cannot <laughs> introduce anyone to Manos first. I made it. Fif- no, you really. Can't. I made it 15 minutes in and said I can't do it. Well, you have. You start with. Teenagers from Outer Space. Yes. Or Ega, I, no, no. Teenagers from Outer Space. Or the Gunslinger. No, it's got to be Teenagers from Outer Space. Teenagers from Outer Space is very good. Yeah, I'm just, if you're going to say, there's levels. Of course. That's, gotta, like, that's like introducing him to Memento. Well, you also going to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I raised him on Nyla Lepus. For Christmas <laughs> three years ago, I gave him a DVD of um, when the Martians stole Santa Claus. <laughs> no, there's cinematic. No, right? that's a good MST3K, and also cinematic Titanic. Which okay, only me. No. Yeah, yeah, that's only you. I know what it is, but, but no one else. None cinematic of the audience Titanic does. is, and we're down to one listener. <laughs> cinematic Titanic is uh, the original riffers from MST3K doing it again, and it's their own dime. Oh sure. So I'm totally down with buying, you know, and supporting that. Well, they do pl- a lot of live shows, but it's all Midwest, and they never. Co- they go out to L.A. just once in a while. It's kind too of, bad. Kind of like totally uh, Country Home there. Companion, who never leaves Minnesota, except that it's enjoyable. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and less Presbyterian I'm jokes. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Anyway. I'm expecting him to come out next time with an oxygen mask on. <laughs> At least, at least some for the audience. <laughs> well, they already have them. Have you seen the audience? I mean, talk about a blue hair gig. I uh, really, I thought, I thought it was just like the next version of the cast. <coughs> they have like a live version of that. Oh see. yeah, yes, yes, on PBS. Well, about once every actually, other month. Actually, it's it's always taped in front of a live audience. Done, well, no, I know that. Done, in a, like, but done in a theater. Well, I know, but I'm saying, is it like a video? Yeah, the, you can't. Can yes. Record it every time too. Like yes. Well, what they've been doing now is because PBS is hurting for so much money that they will do their Pledge Week filming Country Home Companion. Yeah, PBS needs so much money. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> F Big Bird. Anyway. <laughs> uh, now we're back to politics. I'm not getting into any politics. Because I don't want you to have to bleep at me. <laughs> So very depressed. Anyway, <laughs> and with that, I think it's time for a break. Yeah, probably. A, it's a good place to end it. Um, we're gonna come back. And we're gonna talk about something a little bit better than <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Most likely not. We'll be right back. Right after this.
Welcome back to Happy Valley Speak Easy Radio. Yesterday. <laughs> it is during the week. I wanted like some awkward, because so, we're family. I mean. We are family. Unfortunately. And so I, I said, well, what's a good awkward family story? Good. Awkward, funny, whatever. They don't really go together. <coughs> now, this wasn't very awkward for me. It was probably awkward for everyone around me. <laughs> Usually, almost always that's story. true. <laughs> with you, so, yeah, this is this is almost always true. So when I was a when I was a kid, let me just tell this my way, okay? <laughs> when I was a kid, my sister and I were scientists, and we did experiments, not like the, what you're thinking. <laughs> and we wanted to see. Whether cats can land on their feet. And guess what? They can't. But let me clarify my data. Six-week-old kittens can't land on their feet. Six-week-old kittens land on their face. And while they're staggering around, blood comes out of their nose. Fact. Fact. Eat it. That is my scientific method. Six-week-old kittens dropped off a balcony onto cement walkway. I was getting to it. I'm sure the first time they did land on their feet. And then the heads hit the cement from the momentum. (laughs) The second time, they were a little woozy from the first time. I'm sure whoever saw it first just went, why? Now, you also have to realize here. As with any good experiment, you have to repeat it to make sure you get the same yeah. results. Yeah, yeah. Time after time. time. After time. time. Well, after we, time. we got sick of throwing those glasses off the balcony that would never break. We're like, I, well, do kittens break? Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got to understand, we actually had cups. I mean, these things are... So I have them. Uh, they're, they're indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we, they're we have tried. I think they're like 30 years old now. Yeah, 30, at least. 35. Yeah. Uh, we got them when we moved in the house, and that would make them um, 32 years old. It's ridiculous. But I'd pick and save. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can save. <laughs> yep. And from, if you've never been outside of Utah, it's a store. <laughs> wow. It's actually what we call looting in California. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what side of the freeway you're coming from. So, stories? Well, I do have a couple of them. Um, one of them uh, is particularly fun. Uh, you need to understand, our father does special effects, or actually just retired from doing special effects in the movie industry. And one of the gigs that we did is uh, Kimmel and I went to Saudi Arabia to build a theme park in Jeddah. I know it sounds totally off the wall and like not real, but this actually happened. But in the middle of that whole process, my sister is getting married. So... My dad and I are in Jeddah. We've been there for maybe 60 days or so, and the nighttime temperature there is averaging at 90 degrees. We're hitting 120 to 130 during the day. On our flight back, we have, we're flying American Airlines out of Heathrow into LAX, and it is the worst flight I've ever been on. First, the air, the air conditioning cuts out about half hour into the flight. It is 
god awful in there. I mean, and I'm sitting next yeah. to like the 15. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting so next awful. to the partridge. I, I, I do want you guys to realize I was on this project, but my schedule was totally backwards from everybody else's. So I kept going back and forth by myself. So I was not on this flight at all. This is the first time I've heard this. <laughs> oh, this is it's, it gets better. So we're okay. It's bad enough. No air. And, like, everyone is just dying. And it's the middle of summer, and we have, you know, half of Europe who doesn't bathe on the flight going to LAX because they're going to Disneyland. And they all have their little bratty kids running up and down the aisle. Now, in Saudi Arabia, they have more money than God. And... They all have their hands? Yes, they do. (laughs) Well, the guy that we work... They're in books. (laughs) Well, the guy that we were the guy that we were working for was one of the wealthiest people in Saudi Arabia. He had until until he built the park. uh, I guess Uh, until he. Well, the thing is that he owned like all the donut concessions in all the airports in Saudi Arabia. And if you're a Saudi citizen, to show your wealth without opening the bank book, you show it by your belly. And this dude was huge. He puts me to shame. Even now, he puts me to shame. That's big. (laughs) <laughs> like 400 plus. Uh, Go for the gold. <laughs> so all the Saudi citizens, you know, flying first class for them is just a sneeze. But no, don't send the Americans on first class. You get to send them in coach, yeah. <laughs> which was not so bad. I mean, I was skinnier then. Well, so you I stayed said, in first class, you Yankee dog pig going to coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And then I get to sm- sit next to the smelly Frenchman going over to Disneyland. It was really fun. And... About 35 minutes into the flight, we're watching, they start uh, the in-flight movie, and I kid, uh, probably halfway through the movie, suddenly all sound on my half of the plane cuts out. No entertainment for the rest of the flight. It was, Which is a 12-hour flight. Yes, it is. <laughs> going against, uh, going against <clears throat> the jet stream over the North Pole down into LAX, great. What fun. <laughs> to to uh, entertain myself, I had actually bought a copy of Carl Sagan's Cosmos. <laughs> wow. I'm the nerd of the bunch, and I'm going, really? I read the whole book on the flight. I could not sleep. And <laughs> no, not that AC. Man. Oh, no, it was absolutely horrible. And not only that, but I cross-referenced everything so I could understand the book. I understood the whole book by the end of the flight. <laughs> wow. So we're we're flying in, you know, you know, we're 20 minutes out of uh, LAX, and suddenly the pilot comes up and goes, uh, okay, um, we're getting ready to descend into LAX. It's a beautiful, balmy day, about 75 degrees and about 70% humidity. Dad and I are thinking, awesome. This is great weather for Southern California. In the middle of uh, June, uh, it's, you know, you get a nice balmy day like that, it's going to be gorgeous. We get off the, f- the flight, and one of the things that we learned is that if you brought fruit with us, we don't go through customs normally. You go through the agricultural customs and sweep on through. <laughs> it was great. We were in and out in 10 minutes. It was just zip right through. So we're thinking, okay, we're going over to Terminal 2 at uh, LAX from the International Terminal. Uh, the porter there goes, well, let me get you a cab. We're like, no, 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 it's, it's two blocks away. We'll just walk it. We get outside, start walking, and we are shivering. It is so damn cold. <laughs> you know, we went from 120 to 130 degrees to 75, 
And we are going, Delta. <laughs> we are absolutely freezing our nads off. And, you know, we're like digging through our, 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 our uh, luggage, trying to find our jackets, <laughs> trying to just not be cold. And then the, entire, the rest of the flight, we're just getting interrupted by <laughs> little kids. Anyway, uh, so we get, <clears throat> we get into the terminal, and the terminal is set to 72 degrees, and we are just shivering our asses off the whole time. Because we're in a hot plane, coming from a hot desert, and then we get into the plane, and it's 72 degrees, flying into St. George. We fly into St. George, and it's 95 degrees outside, and, and the entire family is there because it's my sister's wedding. So, I mean, everybody is there. We get off the plane, <laughs> and everybody is sweating their balls off. I mean, they're pouring sweat. And Dad and I are walking out like, hey, it's a nice, cool evening. <laughs> Just the oddest thing ever. I remember one of the, my trips back, I had to come back for, to do a gig in August. And, you know, you guys have lived here. You know August. It's 100 oh my <laughs> degrees outside. Yeah, I know. It's a schwitz today. And... You know, I'm right in the middle of the peak, 115 degrees, and it felt so cool because there was no humidity. It just <laughs> felt awesome. And ever since then, the heat doesn't really get to me anymore. <laughs> well, we need to describe what the humidity in Saudi Arabia is compared to humidity here. Uh, humidity here in the summer, even during the peaks, usually around 20 30%. In Saudi, where we were, because we were on the Red Sea, was about 99% humidity. Constantly, and it did not get below 90 degrees the entire time we were there. And there was one afternoon we'd gone to this weird indoor mall because they're all kind of shaped weird there. And we hear this weird noise and we walk outside and it was raining. And it was the one rainstorm we saw the whole time and it lasted for five minutes. <laughs> well, and when I say it doesn't get below 90 degrees, that's the nighttime low temperature, 90 degrees. Yeah. It was <laughs> amazing. Uh, and also to give you kind of the idea, uh, you've seen Hildago, obviously. There's the sandstorm scene in that. That sandstorm is no lie. That's exactly what we saw when, we're, when it hit us. And felt. Oh, Nothing like getting a nice, hot, wet sandblast in the morning. <laughs> Especially when you're trying to make it your way from your room to where you work. To get more quiche. <laughs> Lots of quiche. Well, actually, I didn't have quiche all that much. I actually just stuck with the pita and cheese for breakfast. The... the they had this um, place for the uh, diner, dining area for the workers to have breakfast at. They fed us breakfast every morning, but it was the same thing every day. You could get quiche, you could get a pita, you could get cheese and reconstituted orange juice. Oh, and no, no, there was more than that because they had the. Uh, they also had the relish tray there with all the olives and the. And, uh, and the hard-boiled eggs. And the hard-boiled eggs and the pickled, uh, and the pickled onions, which actually, after a while, I started eating because I just like, I need vegetables inside of my body because otherwise I'm going to be so constipated you couldn't move. So on our first trip out, this is my funny story. You know, we're going from L.A. to... I think we got to take a break right now, actually. Okay. I'll tell it later. It'll well, be I better. I want to hear the story. <laughs> All right. Well, I get that. We'll be right back right after these messages. Bye. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to our show. It's a really good show. It's a great show. And uh, we were talking about our, our family stories here. Kimmel, you got something to say there? Yeah, there. 
Well, you know, I, I always like going to the salad bar. So there's so much, so much stuff to go. You can get with lettuce. You can get some. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> when did we start becoming SCTV? No more Red Bull for you. No, I was going for uh, just like a, a St. Paul. <laughs> just like just some fat St. Paul woman. <laughs> so I'm going to tell our, our, our experience uh, when we all, we all flew out for this project. I out. didn't. Well, I went to did. Mexico. <laughs> Sons of bitches. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> anyway. You can say bitch on the radio. In St. George? We'll find out. It's not one of those seven words. <laughs> <laughs> no, the seven words are... <laughs> right. A lot of beeping. So we, we're flying out of LAX, and we know it's going to be like this 10-hour direct flight. Oh, you're talking about the first time that we went out? The first time we went oh, out, and we're, we're kind of dreading it, and, oh, and it was especially worse. when we find out that it's not first class, it's not business class, it's coach. coach. You're basically on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> well, except down. it turned out to be, it was New Zealand Air, and even for coach, the best food I've ever had you know on an airline. I've heard excellent, excellent, excellent things about New Zealand Air, no oh, matter what. Unbelievable. Just, uh, and I discovered class. that their employees in L.A. are union. And because they're union, they won't touch a bag over 50 pounds. <laughs> Thankfully, they had a box to empty half of my damn bag out of. What do you have? Just tools? Yeah. yeah um, uh, the Saudi, our Saudi day laborers are like dirt poor. These guys were so happy to be working for us and making $5 American a day. And uh, they don't own tools. I'm kind of happy to do that now. <laughs> and so, well, it's such a great economy. So Dad had me bring, first off, his McMaster car uh, manual, which is like ten thousand pages. Yeah, yeah. It's like that fourteen. Thing by itself is 80 pounds. <laughs> it's like fourteen Bibles. Like, all Actually, he hands it to me. It's the funny part. You're like, here, take this and put it in your over in your uh, carry on. Thanks. And then on top of that, for our crew of 20 you guys. You could have studied that for 12 hours. <laughs> That's actually interesting. Actually, the, the push fl- button. <laughs> actually, the flight out was fabulous. It was yeah, And then no, on top of that, for our, our 20 crew laborers, he wanted to have four-way screwdrivers for them to use, and he was going to give them away his gifts at the end of the project. Of course, by the end of the project, they'd all disappeared because they'd taken them. But So I've got 20 four-way screwdrivers in my bag <laughs> <laughs> along with – you know, the Encyclopedia Britannica. Good thing, good thing it was um, pre-9-11. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no. Well, th- no. This story gets better for the pre-9-11. Yeah, it gets yeah, better. This, <laughs> so, we're, and we're, we're, we've got two other guys coming from Hollywood. One guy who does um, no, animatronic. We, we had three guys. Oh, that's right. We had the, two, the animatronic guy. The other guy was kind of a prick. And Caius. And Caius. Yeah. I don't think so, you can say that. On the oh, no. <laughs> the, the dude was prissy as prissy could be. So we we fly. Or, I'm just saying the word. I don't think you say the word. So yeah, I mean, we'll this, find out. This one guy, he he's the one who showed up in the rented limo to the awesome. airport. So yeah, we get out there and we get to to London, and none of us have been to London before. And we've got a couple hours. Uh, we had break. a we had a four and a half five hour layover. Yeah, something like that. So we get we go hop on the underground and blitz and, it and, to and London. And they've got these cool uh, areas where you can check in your your carry on, so you can go. Get, Go yeah, into yeah. so we get we go down to Piccadilly Circus. We happen to get there right to change in the guard, which is really cool to see. Yeah, yeah. And then the guys, you know, we're here, and they said to us, maybe you know, we're a bunch of Mormons. They're saying, yeah, we got to go and find a place where we can get fish and chips. No, that's not the real. That was their excuse to get us in the bar into the pub. Yeah, because they knew we were going to a dry country. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Caius, who's Scottish, was not going to go without 
having some Guinness first. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Without well, pounding, pounding back two liters of 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 Guinness, European alcohol grade. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it is it is amazing. I mean, and he's just slamming them back. So these three guys have loaded pretty well with jet fuel by the time we're done there, and they're like, oh. Yeah, we got to get on the tunnel, get back, so we made our, make our flight again pre-9-11. So we get back to the airport, and the guy did animatronics and me. We're the only two who had checked in carry-ons, air bails. We kept our bags with us because we're like, well, we might may make it, we may but not. But we both had huge carry-ons because of all the other junk we had to bring. And so it's like, okay, you guys go down, get checked in, let them know we're coming. So me and the other guy go get our bags, and it's totally pre-9-11. You know, the, we get to the, the, the security check stands, like, Oh, here's the two Americans. Come on, guys. It's like, it like a marathon. Here's a water. Come on. You're almost there. Keep going. We get to the door. And they're holding the door for us. Like, yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, they're holding their tickets in their hand. And you hear chariots of fire in the background. <laughs> so we get on the, the plane. And we fly from there to Dubai, which is just a screwball country. Oh, this. It, and, <laughs> and we've got like a 12-hour layover. But that's because I knew that we our physicality of crossing that many time zones would be jacked up beyond belief. So we get there. Physicality. We get there. We lay down. Is yes. word? It is. Technically, no. And we wake up like six hours later, not realizing. it had no, no idea what time it was, where we were, just you know, out of it. But they said, while we're there, we got to go to this huge mall. And when they say huge mall, it's it is the biggest mall I've yeah. ever been in. Yeah. So we, we grab some breakfast, and then we get two cabs between the five of us to go <laughs> and to go to this mall. And so... I'm in the back cab with Spencer and the other guys in the front cab, and we're driving along, and we're down this eight-lane highway, four lanes either way. We are the only two cars on the highway. <laughs> it's like the Walking Dead. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Oh, you saw Zombieland? It was that. Yeah. Uh, just without, no- the, without the broken cars. I mean, there was nothing. Not That's even broken cars. Nothing That's on creepy. the highway. Oh, no, we're, we're going. <coughs> Kim and I are looking at each other like, we're going to die. And, of course, our guy, our, our driver is... You know, he, he speaks Arabic, but n- zero English yeah. at all. And the, the but he knows to follow the other guy. He's just going driving along. And we see the other car pull off the off-ramp. And we're like, dude, look that way. And he looks. He jams the brakes to a screeching halt in the highway oh, lane. We go from it, 90. I mean, you're, you're, puts it into yeah. reverse. And we're like cats in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> Reverses up a couple hundred feet and then goes off. And we're like, we're going to die. <laughs> I mean, we're we're doing ninety down this this eight lane highway and and literally smoke tires yeah, yeah, stop yeah, totally. and we're just going, oh dear God, I'm going to die in this country and my orifices are no, going to be exposed no, no by these. No, we will ever know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, my wife is like probably going to be. Uh, that's a cute guy. We'll just have him replace your daddy. Yeah. So that that those are the highlights of our first trip to get there. Yeah, and that's, you know, we're talking about hour 27 of traveling <laughs> when that happens. No, what was really funny is the Avatar guy, he was really, oh, God, that guy was. Always say, wait, wait, wait. The story's really long. Okay. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's huge. Well, but we can break this up in several let, let me Let me tell you about my flight to Germany, okay? <laughs> it was a, no, it was, a, it was a decent flight, but it was like that really long. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it's you a 10 hour LAX. To, it, was, to, it, was, to, it was like 12. Was we like, went, no, we went to um, Frankfurt, Nazi town. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Auschwitz. Um, that was later in the was day. Duckau. I, I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, so it's like this 12-hour flight, and we're exhausted, and we're like, first itinerary 
literally was Auschwitz. <laughs> it was the first thing we did. I mean, I mean, as though so life couldn't get depressing. Tired, enough. slap happy high school kids from Southern Utah. That means you flew into Poland Blue-eyed. because Auschwitz in no, Poland. No, I'm just I'm saying a name. No. It was it was it was in Germany somewhere. Well, you I don't pro- know, if it was near Berlin, you probably would have dirked out. I went to a concentration camp. That's all I know, <laughs> and that's uh, and that's all I remember because it was just you know you're so just like out of it, and, and but it, like, yeah, it was probably surreal. That tired, and then they show you know, like the first thing you they do is they show you this video, <laughs> Chandler's list, of the actual footage. No, people you, like being bulldozed into giant pits, and you're just like the BBC. Oh, they would have played "Everybody Hurts" by REM. We just all killed ourselves. <laughs> That's how we felt. <laughs> yeah, well, from our generation, that would have been "People Are People" by Depeche Mode. I mean, Depeche Mode. <laughs> but you should. I, everyone should go to a concentration camp. It's <laughs> so much fun. No, the feeling you get there. The corn dogs. The, I mean, oh the, my gosh, the corn the dogs. Absolute <laughs> evil you feel there. It's amazing. I'm like not saying it's a great thing. But I'm just saying it's like a great life experience. I think everyone should have yeah. it. You got to gain a lot of respect for them Jews. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's uh, that's kind of where all my. I mean, I always it was interested in World War II before, but that really just like exploded after that. Seeing it, you know. Yeah, anyway. And that's when you started studying the Third Reich. <laughs> I call it my new New Testament. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, There's a line I never thought we'd actually cross. <laughs> and we jumped over with both feet. Oh, I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah, I'm joking. I go back. It wasn't me. Yeah, because the Hitler you. joke wasn't enough in the last hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, I am a little Shalom. bit. I, I am a little bit obsessed when it comes to World War II, and Hitler, and Ava Braun. And well, it's not so much Ava. You wrote a series about that. I didn't write a series. I wrote a sketch okay. about a TV show based in the fifties about the Hitlers. It's a different thing. Yeah, I'll have to do that one sometime. Yeah. It's the Hitlers. Yes. To the Dick Dyke show. <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be great, you know? you know? He walks in, trips over, and goes, ah, dying Jews, you know? Yeah, and I, I sleep for that. For some reason, I was always thinking starting with I Dream of Genie. <laughs> or My Three Sons. I would do My Three yeah, Sons I as well. Oh, come on. Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> or the Laurel and Hardy thing. Oh, yes. Okay, I will, I'll give you. Anyway. Now, here's a discussion I never thought I'd be having. <laughs> On radio, at least. What theme tune would you use for a 19th Did you know, actually, in Britain, they did a pilot about Hitler? Like, it was a sitcom, too. You know what? After saying hello, hello, I, that doesn't surprise it me. Was, it was in the 80s, and someone just went, No, no it's still too soon. <laughs> I don't know how they even got <laughs> In, who was in the room who commissioned the pilot? It's like, okay, it's World War II. It's Adolf Hitler and Ava Braun. It's a comedy! So what? They, they needed something for BBC 12. Yeah, yeah. BBC 83. The Hitlers. You're watching the Ocho. <laughs> BBC 88. Hitler all the time. Oh, that was the History Channel when it first started. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk about something incredibly nerdy. As if we don't. As if we haven't gotten there already. <laughs> it's got to be less nerdy than our Star Wars. No. So I've been talking <laughs> a lot about quantum teleportation lately. 
For real? No. <laughs> For real? What are you, Stephen Hawking? I saw, I saw, I even bought, I, I showed it to Kimball earlier. Um, it was, it's a Doctor Who Star Trek crossover comic book. It is oh, so cool. Dear God. Okay. You have, you've never seen Doctor Who, so you can't judge. I've seen two episodes now. Which episodes? Uh... Uh, the 1950s episode one. No, 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 no. The, the new one. The new well, one. look, you asked me to watch it. I no, st- figured no, no, I got to no. start the bases. <coughs> no, don't. I've don't. Ne- I've never watched the original series, and I don't feel bad about that. No, no. The original series, it's like you have to be a very specific kind of virgin. <laughs> <laughs> the kind that stays for a very long time. I'm an anal virgin. If that basically, <laughs> basically, um. There's somebody out there for everybody, right? <laughs> That's what mom always told and, me. And uh, Sweet spirit for testimony. those people who love the original Doctor Who series, that other person's a cat. <laughs> so well, don't I... feel bad if you skip those. No, go to no. The, the reboot in 2005. Is where oh, you start. That, I, mean, the, I like the premise. Now, would that cat no, it's an amazing the, premise. The, the, but those two stories. Would that like, cat be Schrodinger's? I hate you. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You're lucky that he didn't bring up the cat from Star Trek The Next Generation. You mean uh, Data's cat? Yes. Admittedly, more, more people would have gotten that reference than Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> yeah, yes. I know. Very much. <laughs> That's what I said. Well, let me, let me, well, let me explain the show a little bit better for you and for our, our listening less, audience. Less than one member listening. Doctor Who. Okay, for those of you who don't live in your mother's basement and aren't currently laying... In, on Novocaine, unable to change the channel. Okay, it is a sci-fi um, TV show. It's about a guy who's a Time Lord, which I, I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> I don't see this. Let's go with Alien, <laughs> who takes on a human form. Let's put it that way, because yeah. it's so much easier. Yeah. And he has a spaceship, which is in the shape of a police telephone box from the 50s. From Britain. From Britain. It's called a TARDIS which stands for time and relative dimension in space. That's <laughs> not what it means here. Basically, what it means is you can take the ship and you can go anywhere in the universe at any time in the universe. That's basically all it means. And so the, he takes his TARDIS and he goes to different places and tries to right the wrongs. He's like kind of a... Keyword TARD. He's kind of a modern Robin Hood, if you will. And of course, he just stole stuff from him. I thought the Dukes of Hazzard were the modern day Robin Hood. Uh, the the Duxy Hazard is the modern. I don't even want to no, say. The, the, that reference I was going to bring out was so filthy, <laughs> so filthy. Is lots of Daisy Dukes. Like right I said, leave it to Daisy Dukes and don't go any further. But even though it's a very nerdy show and it's a very sci-fi show, it is written so well that it is very much worth everybody's time. And to, there to are take several it. several episodes that will bring you to tears cuz yeah. the writing and acting is so good on it. It's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Tears as in funny tears or tears as No, in, no, like tears emotional of like it, it this may, is, they make a connection. You you get emotionally committed to the show. And that's why it's There's such a very few show. shows I get emotionally connected to. This the, it, it'll happen. Most of them are porn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when that gets in your eye, it brings a tear. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what? What? I said it. It could be anything. Yeah, it sure. could be hair. It could be... Because yeah, <laughs> I always get a hair in my eye. Stop while you're ahead. Oh, stop. Uh, yeah. We are not well, going that, to... That was disgusting. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say pathetic, but okay. But... 
Now, it's, it's Star Trek The Next Generation crossover, so it's not the OG series, which, I mean, who likes the OG series? I'll be quite honest. I've never seen the entire original series because I can't stand Shatner. I just cannot. You know, it, and I know that's a sin to most Star Trek guys. No, no. It, I mean, I've seen <coughs> every episode. Yeah, I'm, I am the Trek nerd here. Yeah. I, I love Star Trek. I will admit openly, I'm just out of the closet for all Star Trek. I give this for Shatner, though. He's the most amazing. I know I'm not cool, so I'm going to act cool because it pisses people off, guy. And yeah, what yeah, I love about him, him that. He is the thing that, it, it doesn't matter how depressed I am, I could be the most angry or depressed or sad, and all I have to do is listen to his spoken word, <laughs> tambourine man, and I'm out of that fuck in like that. Three minutes, oh, done. You think that one? At the very end, he's just like, tambourine man! Like that, it's amazing. I'm going to that up more, and use that as our exit music tonight. Yeah. The, the more amazing one in sure. that is actually him. Uh, voicing O Canada, it is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Well, I mean, it's a split oh, between that Canada. and Nimoy's. Anyway, what really makes that better than just the fact of how ridiculous the song is? The, the haircut, the music video. Oh, yeah, that's what I say. The haircut, no, the, the, the dancer. Oh, that was. What are they doing? Well, I, I think it's probably the cast I've been searching of that's sitting there dancing. <laughs> and yes, that's another Trek nerd thing. But it is. <laughs> but if you want to see something ridiculous, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I would YouTube the Ballad of Bill O'Baggins, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. It's uh, anyway back to uh, yes, I'm the Trek nerd here. <laughs> I have seen the original series, the Next Generation, DS9, Voyager. I need to know. I, I have to know. Which way do you go? How many original episodes were there? I'm not that far. I just know it was three seasons. Don't look at me. You're the one who even educated me on the whole oh, I think it's some two-part way, series I think, debate. Uh, only oh, because, no, only okay. because it was a South Park episode. Oh, oh then I would make it 72. But uh, it, was, it was like... <laughs> I knew you knew it. It was, it was, it was this thing where they were just like two nerds fighting. Well, because you had, It was a two-part episode. He was counting both episodes. The other guys was counting as one large episode. Actually, it, it's more than that because there's actually the original pilot and then the aired pilot. And so, be quiet. No. <laughs> Non-aired pilots don't count. Well, that's how. Believe me, unless you've been unless you've been paid to do no, the show, actually, you've gone in the hole. It doesn't count. We know. We never sold our show. I, I granted, but they actually use the pilot Bitter in much? episodes. No, yeah, actually, uh, not. they I actually use it in Resentment yeah. City. They actually well, took just the, towards the original agents. Well, the thing is, in Star Trek, in the original series, they actually took the pilot and made it into an episode later on in season two. Great. Yeah, I know. Like, like a kid, or maybe season one. I don't remember but see, exactly. see, then but. in that accounting, you, you definitely don't get it counted because uh, then you're double counting it, and that just doesn't. That's not oh, cool. come on. Just, well, okay. He's Moving got a, on to the crossover. No, no, no. He's got a point. He's got a point. If you're going to start double I counting. I will concede the point. It is 72 episodes. We'll not go any further. Now, back to your comic book crossover. It's just, it's just good. That's all. That's all I was saying. Well, it was just. It we had to go through it this was, torture for. It was good. It was. It was just. It's Doctor Who in the next generation. The only one that matters is what I was trying to say. 
you so need a camera, a video <laughs> camera on this right now because right? my incredulity right? on this. And right? he's saying it completely with a completely straight face. I know. This is the part where he's like, no, that's, that's Dude, true. That's true. It's a good thing I can't see what's in your pants right now because I know you've got the biggest chub ever. Why would I have a chub? I don't get it. Why, why are you, why are you because you out? love Doctor Who. Because you said TARDIS. Yes, you get <laughs> As much as the TARDIS gets me hot. <laughs> I, I, I would say I have the point. Yeah, I, of, I can see the of, point. Out of the original series and the original ser- the movies with the original cast, Gen- Next Generation trumps it every time. Oh, no, it does. I, yeah, that's be- all I'm saying. Well, you've got... You've, I'm just saying I couldn't... Well, half the cast of, of uh, Next Generation were actually... You know, you know, I know. What I'm, all I'm saying is just when it comes down to... <coughs> You know, OG and Next Gen. It's just like everyone's going to go for Next Gen over OG. Well, yeah. there's several main reasons. Main, one of them being production value alone, yeah. budget. <laughs> yeah, because they had three times the budget for no, every well, episode. Think about it. Okay, okay, take out Generations because it was the worst movie of all time. Okay, you get to the first Contact. And that's not true. That no. first Contact flick. I was love the first gen- time a Star Trek no, no. movie was. I love good. Generations because Shatner dies. Yeah, and the worst one ever was Five. Yes, were by they, far. Will they try and find God in the, the center? Search for of the unless you watch it with riff tracks, then it's awesome. I haven't <laughs> had that ability yet. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I just you know, we actually went. We were so pissed off when we saw five in the theater. Yes, we were teenage boys at the time. It's okay. We were young. When <laughs> yeah, but money. how splugy did you guys get over four? Actually, four was. I, I love, love four. Exactly. <laughs> I knew it. Only because of one line in there. He did too much LDS in the 60s. Well, and, the, and the line, no one forget where we parked. Yeah. No, that was a horrible line. And it was delivered bad. It was a good line. That was del- uh, the it only was thing that was good bad. about that was his toupee. <laughs> you know, you guys are talking about all I hear is, Nerd, 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 geek, geek, geek. Yeah, I get it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Happy Valley Speak Easy Radio. What's going on anyway? I mean, let's get away from all the pop culture stuff. News-wise? Uh, besides, you know, the, the big news that, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Beyonce hates Republicans. Oh, wow. Was that surprising? Well, you said big news. Well, big news was uh, Melissa Joan Hart voted Romney, but... Clarissa does uh, explain it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's my generation, so you guys don't have to get that. You don't have no, to get that. I have no idea. I'll what take up that, that was her original. That was her. No, it wasn't obscure because that was her original show that was on Nickelodeon back when I was like, my, that was my age group. And it was Your called age Clarissa group. explains it all. No. And you'd watch that, and then you watch, um, are you scared of the dark? And then you'd watch Ren and Snippy. That's how it is. <laughs> it wasn't even the good seasons though, of Ren and Snippy. What the original two? Yeah. No, oh, those were phenomenal <coughs> series. Such great writing. Rubber nipple. <laughs> Log. 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 The, Log. Uh, <laughs> I always love the uh, Don't Lay Zombie. The Electric, electric Fence. <laughs> the Electric Fence. Yeah. That was always my favorite. Oh, yeah. The thing I wanted to talk about. Because you were talking about porn earlier. Um, <laughs> no, I mentioned porn earlier. <laughs> no, yeah. You're, you know, you, were, you were talking about the copious amounts of hours of porn you watch. Um, no. Uh, ship, California... L.A. County oh, yes, voted that their porn actors have to wear condoms now. 
which means that there'll be a mass exodus to Vegas. Uh, on, all I have to say is if you make a porn actor wear a condom, it just ruins the fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this show will have many wow moments, not only for the audience, no, but for just, the host. It just seems so weird because it's like... <laughs> Are we really going to have this conversation? Well, I mean, Iron Man. <laughs> we're going to sit in stunned awe. I'm just surprised at LA County of, what, make of <laughs> what OSHA will dip their hands into. <laughs> oh, I had to go there. That's all I have to say. About it. That's all. <laughs> Yes, because no one he brings up a horrible, horrible, horrible topic. There's got to be a There's horrible, be a horrible, 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 horrible pun to follow it up. Oh, I was going to talk about what's with um, Chris Christie just freaking out. Oh, well, Christie is a moderate. It, he's not. He's oh, no. What, I mean, what, what are you talking about? The I mean, his 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 state got obliterated. Well, I know, but uh, basically. No, he just was like, oh, great. Now we don't have to pretend like we like Romney anymore. All this stuff. It just got really Oh, I didn't hear oh, that. Oh, yeah, really that was weird. all today. It was got really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, well, Christie was actually one of the top t- uh, five for VP pick. Yeah. And from what I understand, Romney heard through the grapevine that Christie wasn't really interested in being uh, VP. Yeah, and Christie did say openly, no, I'm not interested. I just want to be governor. I actually think he was hurt that he wasn't asked first. I can see that. And then, you know, and eventually. Well, we all know he took uh, that <clears throat> depression um, to donuts and Twinkies. Oh, he had that depression long before he met Mitt Romney. <laughs> well, okay. you know, if he, if, if, he was, if he was really the man that he thinks he is, he actually would have just stood up and ate Hurricane Sandy. <laughs> and then Belton said, ah, no, I, I, gotta, I got you a storm right here. I, I got to tell you, when, it, when, it, when I was watching the news conference, you could tell, it, he knew, yeah, they knew they were going to get slammed, but he didn't expect it to be that level. <coughs> I mean, to have the roller coaster falling off the pier into the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, that was some, I mean, truly amazing, never before seen kind of destruction. But that, that, since the, you know, that news conference, it was like he'd been kicked in the head by a horse. It really was. Well, I, Oh, breaking news, breaking news. I got some news on my phone here. Oh um, yeah. Bad news for Kimball. The tour featuring journey lover boy and Pat Benatar has been postponed. Well, which version of journey was it? Oh, it's, um, they got postponed after the lead singer of journey realized he wasn't Steve Perry. So, <laughs> so they had to, yeah, I know, but he's only there for Pat Benatar. Lover boy. <laughs> actually, oh, come on, everybody's working for the weekend here. Actually, that's my wife. Um, <laughs> she's actually seen Lover Boy several times in concert. And who's been right there next to her? Not every time. I'm not, I'm not going to make it. I'm not no, gonna no. Say that. The, the every time on that would be air supply. <laughs> oh, I'm so thankful. So <laughs> thankful I've been able to avoid that bullet. <laughs> I, <laughs> I still don't know how you two. I, 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 I tell, tell people all the time, it's, it's amazing my wife and I got together. Because <coughs> I studied music for 13 no. years. I love music, and she loves Air Supply. What's her big hit? <laughs> <laughs> we built the city. Oh, wait, no, that's Everson. That's, yeah, that's, that's just um, Starship. Yeah, Starship. <laughs> we built 
Oh, man. Well, no, actually, that's actually one of the funniest things. That's the only reason why I actually will watch the opening segment of uh, the bad Star Wars uh, holiday special, because they actually do have Jefferson Airplane as the guest, special guest musical number. Amazing. <laughs> it's like, you know, I wouldn't build my city on rock and roll. I would probably build it on... Uh, At least concrete and sand. Yeah. Concrete. Concrete's better. Maybe rock. Um, Which reminds me, um, I got a Redbox free rental code, so I went and I rental, rented, uh, what was that? Little Rock gem. of Ages. Rock of Ages. Mm. That little gem. Now, all I knew was that it had, was supposed to have a lot of 80s rock in it, and that's my wife and I's era. We love 80s rock. As no, no, you like good 80s rock. Yeah. And so that's what I was expecting. I, I like how you made that distinction, like... Well, no, because there's some really horrible things no, that came I think out of the 80s. No, it's all horrible. It's all cool. <laughs> now, now, look, you didn't grow up with listening to Rock Me Amadeus constantly. <laughs> and you... Do, 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 do. <laughs> yes. That, that dance well, wasn't as safe as they said What I didn't know <laughs> is I, I, I thought it was just like going to be an 80s show, kind of like The Wedding Singer that had a lot of cool 80s yeah, music yeah, yeah. to it. I didn't know this was a musical that was like an abortion like Mamma Mia, which is very much a musical abortion. Well, I thought ABBA was a musical award to begin with. <laughs> well, I knew I was in trouble when the first song hit, and it was a melody of two different rock songs crammed together. That's called a medley. Smedley. <laughs> Which ones do you remember? Oh, I don't. I, because pretty much the my only image now is the rock songs that were actually sung by Tom Cruise. I just like he actually sang them. Yeah. Well, it was, it was mastered in a studio, and then oh, he yeah, lip synced yeah. it. And <laughs> doesn't he always master? Mm. Well, I'm mean, just saying, did he did he sing them, or did it his, like or did his thetans sing <laughs> it? It, it sounded like it was him. And not I thought it was his third level. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and I'm reading here that um, speaking of music, I'm going to switch it to a genre that you two know so much about hip hop. Um, apparently, no, that's, that's house. Not, that's, that's house music. That's for gay people. Okay? <laughs> he would know. Uh, Rihanna is actually doing a duet with Chris Brown. I just thought, man, what a slap to the face. <laughs> <laughs> so what, so what, Chris Brown's going to try and kill somebody else off? <laughs> well, I yeah. just wanted to say that. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, good. By the way, sorry. would that slap be an open hand or the close fist? Close fist. Close fist. Oh, okay. It's always a close fist. <laughs> we're talking Chris Brown. We're talking close fist. Yeah, we're not fist. talking a bag of oranges here. <laughs> no, you put the oranges in, in the, the sock. Yeah. yeah, you get that right. <laughs> Shish. Shish. It's not like it's a blanket party or anything. Um, how much time do we have left? Uh, about 15. Oh, jeez. Oh, we can always fill 15. <coughs> no, I'm, uh, no. I, well, I was going to get into something. I'm just Actually, we got 15 should. minutes left. We should take a break now. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. We'll be right back right after these important messages. Bye-bye. Why do you do that every time? <laughs> because no other show does. And we're back. Hi. <laughs> I'm back now. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I've got your, your lollipops over here. Ew. <laughs> oh, dear. You. So, uh, Spencer was saying that our, our dad uh, does movies occasionally. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> only for the last 30 plus years, whatever. And so, Check out his we've IMDb. done a whole bunch of, like, on, know, and, off on, on and off set crap. <coughs> and uh, I always remember um, my worst day on set. 
Was that the... That was the day that the producer um, pulled down his pants. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I never got to the producer sketch. Lesbian love story? Was it? No, that was an amazing. It was a lesbian romantic comedy, and it was an amazing experience. I would always, I would because I was, I'd always tell the joke, the, you know, I can't do it on the radio because it's, it's a visual joke. <laughs> Not like that. But <laughs> it was like, why do gay people do this? And it's the whole, like, limp hand thing. It's, you know, dad's old joke. Because they never have room to do this, and he starts prancing around like a huge fairy, right? And I'd always tell Which is great to watch a six foot four linebacker do. Yeah. (laughs) Always. Always, always. Yeah, but the best part is 240 pounds doing it. (laughs) Now, I I said that joke while I was um, in a college play. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Actually, that that would be where you could offend the most people for the least amount of space. Yeah, yeah. And so I did that joke, and like this girl was like, that. I'm like, well, what's up with you? I was like, my friend is gay. <laughs> okay. And you're uh, not? I just go, why are you upset? Because he's gay. Okay. Okay, I get it. You're one of those, I got to be offended for everyone in the world. It's got to be exhausting anyway. But I did that same joke to all, I mean, everyone on that set. You're the and, only. And, yeah, we if, get it. If they, weren't, if they weren't gay, they had thought about so it. So you were the token straight guy. <laughs> I, I very much so. Well, do we, we get to call you token? And now? the grips, not like that. Right. <laughs> 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 and uh, I would tell this joke to them, and they would just howl with laughter. They thought because you know because I'm built basically like Dad's built, not like that. And <laughs> he's a little short in that department. And so it, you know. A little bit. Uh, and so, you know, I do this, and they freaking laugh their butts off. And it's just, I had a good time on that set. Only later would I get screwed over by it, but that's a different story. And then, another episode. <laughs> no, my, uh, I would say my worst day on set was, um, it was like my best and worst day, kind of. It was it's kind of strange. It was, it was a TV show that, you know, one of those awesome one-seasoners. And it was like, a, I think it was a USA show, but it was... Kidding. I love do I love doing pilots for TV show that never see the light of day. Yeah, yeah, those are awesome. I did. I've um, only done two of those this last summer. All I remember is um, Kathy Ireland was in the cast, so you Ooh. know, good, good oh, acting chops. That, yeah, you're talking probably really supreme writing too. Yeah, yeah. But but the bad guy in this episode, he was the bad guy for like two or three episodes, was uh, Anthony Michael Hall, who's freaking awesome. No, no yeah, he's great to work with. No matter how you put, and you know what. I was just kind of listening in, like the conversation, just interested, and he like totally just looked at me and like introduced himself and was totally friendly. But he was like amazed at my Anthony Michael Hall knowledge because even back then I was a total pop culture fanatic, and so I was, you know, I was well, asking him all about Breakfast Club. I was asking him all about his yeah, Saturday but- Night Live year. Yeah, I do say year, not years. Because <laughs> uh, well, he was telling me that. He was barely even on Saturday Night Live he because was he was doing like three two epi- movies. He was two episodes. Well, he was yeah. doing like three movies and the show and this, and it's just burned him out. But nice as could be, that guy. But it was the worst day because for some reason somebody asked me to help him with something. I think it was Joe. Montenegro. Oh, Montenegro. <laughs> Good luck with Joe. <laughs> we made some. Uh, we made some bombs, which are a lot less complicated than I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, I'm shocked how easy it is to blow stuff up with just and, a few properly proportioned household chemicals. Yeah, and um, so we do that, and Joe's okay with it. They were starting to rig it, 
And all I was doing for Joe was just like holding some like bolts and stuff. Man, Joe got my face like, get out of here. And you know, when Joe gets in your face, man, when Joe Lombardi gets in your face, man. It was Lombardi or Montenegro? Cause it was Joe Lombardi. Oh, got my okay. Face. okay. Oh, geez. To explain for the because audience. Because Joe, I was helping Joe out because Joe asked me. Oh, I, so I wasn't you're, you're Montenegro, and then I was not insisting. Right, like, it might have been somebody. To, no, you know what? It was nothing, Joe. It was Rudy. Oh, okay. It was Rudy, and so and Rudy's the nicest guy. No, he really yeah, is, and, 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 he, and he's the guy that'll put your his arm around your shoulder and show you how to do things. And, yeah, and that's exactly what he was doing. He was just like, "Here, come here," and then Joe Lombardi. Who now to, to explain to everybody, Joe Lombardi did special effects on I Love Lucy. He, yeah, well, Joe Lombardi yeah, is the godfather the of special effects. And and hands basically, down. basically, the way they the reason the way they do hands-on pyro today is because of how Joe did pyro back in the day. I mean, yeah. he did Hamburger Hill, Apocalypse Now. Yes. Yep. yep. I mean, you know, every every major every major motion picture. From 1966 <coughs> to 1979. And so, and he's 110% Italian. Oh, yeah. The I mean, whole attitude, no, no, the whole emotion. Italian-Sicilian yeah. combination. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. the guy is amazing. And so it takes about a light breeze to get him to freak. Yeah, if you, yeah don't fart next door. <laughs> You'll die. <laughs> and, and he just got in my face. I was like, I, 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 I didn't even demand that I do this. I'm okay. I'll walk away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it might. <laughs> but it was just like, it was, but you know, it's on set. And it's in the, it's where everyone's setting up and everyone's there. You know how it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he's ripping into you. You're like, okay, okay, I'm out. I'm my, out. Not, my worst day on set was with his kid, who, Paul, Paul who's <laughs> just like no, Joe. No, no, just no, like no. Joe. Paul is actually worse. Paul actually has. The hair trigger of hair triggers. Yeah. The dude will go off at anything. So I'm working on... And s- he loves caffeine. <laughs> yeah, he does. But don't, get, don't get us wrong. Love Paul, love Joe. No, no, no. They're, no, they're, they're the greatest family. guys. They, yeah, yeah, they basically they, are. We were Joe's family forever. Yeah. But, but. Uh, we're just setting the stage for the story. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm working on Mario Brothers with him, for him, and it's my... And, f- and, and can we just all apologize... <laughs> That my family was remotely involved with the <laughs> Super Mario Brothers catastrophe. No, 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 Bob no, no, Hoskins' no. only movie he's involved. I will of. admit here, here now, I had absolutely <laughs> nothing to Doesn't do matter, with it. Family. No, hey, involved. I was serving a mission in Ventura at Don't the time. Care. So I'm, I'm, I was 12 years old. I'm still sucked into it. Okay, so it is. You sat and wa- played Tetris and uh, Dr. Mario the entire time. So Good times. <laughs> It's this huge, huge set. I'm down in the lower area where, where cars, they have cars that drive by. And someone says, hey, I think I smell gas. And they've got this one area walled off with this really thin, fake wood wall. And Joe goes, hurry, open the door. And I'm looking, what door? There's a wall here. I said open the door. <laughs> and then he As becomes, the wrath of God comes out of his He becomes the, the, the linebacker and just slams into this wall. The wall obliterates. <laughs> and we have airflow. It's so funny because it's just like. When he starts doing that, you feel like your face is going to melt like they just opened the no. ark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, yeah, yeah, that's exactly the feeling you get. You feel the hot breath of God blowing against your face. And you're you hoping you don't to get, get out of the way. And, and you're just sitting there going, close your eyes, Mary! Close your eyes! 
You know, my, my favorite uh, Paul Lombardi story has got to be when we're up in uh, Montana. We're doing Return to Lonesome Dove, and it's the big brush fire scene. And you all remember it. <laughs> yes. I know you, everybody, there. everybody's seen it. I know because you're all Barbara Hershey fans. <laughs> so, yes, on one hand, we have pop culture references. <laughs> on the other, we have references that three people get. Hey, you know, well, you, well, it, hey, look, you can watch it on fair. that. You, pop culture references. They're both pop culture references. Just mine are for the 18 to 35 year olds. <laughs> and mine is the, 50, is the 52 <laughs> death. His are for be Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is surprisingly the only one that's left at the goal? Or not? Uh, no, she's not. Go, she, she passed. You're running out. What do you do with Chewbacca? That's my New York Star Wars Christmas special. Okay. Isn't that? Oh, yeah. So Keep we're going. we're sitting in the. Uh, yes, we are. We're sitting in the 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 truck, which is for those of you don't don't know movie sets. Trucks are big vehicles that move stuff. <laughs> yada yada yada. They convert a 65-foot trailer that goes onto a big rig into a, a semi-truck. Yeah. It's a semi-truck they turn, they turn a trailer into a portable shop. shop. Yeah. yeah, so I'm sitting there, and I'm making... They're pretty amazing. I'm yeah. cutting fire bars with a porta band, and you know, fire bars are just pieces of uh, metal pipe that you cut slits into that gas blows out of to make fire. Yeah. Light it, that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Dad is having a conversation with Paul at... The other end, uh, I'm at the end of the truck, the, the big door. Dad and Paul are over at the other end with the, the side door that opens up. And suddenly I'm smelling the most horrid, evil smell. I, I mean, dead furry animals coming out of somebody's rear end. And Paul looks at me and goes, are you farting? And there's Dad chuckling. <laughs> yeah. <That's classic. laughs> and, and, and then he turns Dad, uh, Paul turns to Dad and sees Dad chuckling and goes, you were going to let him take the fall for that? <laughs> yeah, and he would. And I'm going, no, that wasn't me. I didn't have bacon and eggs for breakfast this morning. And then Dad goes, you dirty rat bastard. <laughs> Now, the corollary to that story, I don't know if it was shortly before or shortly after, when you're down in Texas. Oh, no, this is, two years, this is two years after. I'm working on Blind Fury. And we have one guy who's just the practical Which joke. Which 10 people saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Rucker Howard's such a big, fanatical. And yeah, they should have seen it for Rick Overtake. Actually, he, was fan- he is the nicest guy. He really yeah, is. He he's, like he's so much fun to be around. Uh, he he was one of those guys like like you with that Michael Anthony Hall that sat there and uh, yeah, talked forever, fantastic. especially in the miserable cornfields. But um, so we're rigging up the gunshot blast that's in the beginning of the movie, and uh, Steve, being the funny guy that he is, bought a can of fart spray, and <laughs> had been spraying it just as people are walking by <laughs> to catch their clothes. He catches Joe Montenegro. And we're doing three. Di- and since I'm with now, Dad, you, it's Texas summer. It is. It's Texas. We're August. It is 102 degrees. Ni- and we're in Houston, so it's like 90 percent humidity and just miserable. And Dad is the co- the the assistant coordinator. So we're going from set from location to location to location, uh, rigging and setting. So Steve hits Joe Montenegro with fart spray. I get a little bit on my, on my shirt, and I had no idea. So I'm sitting there next to Dad, rigging it up, and Dad's looking at me like, dude, stop it. <laughs> yeah. 
No, seriously. And it, where they're rigging it is inside a bus. No, 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 no. Uh, this uh, one's actually inside of a house oh, where man. they shut off the air conditioning because it was making too much noise for the <laughs> audio guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're – and it's Good a times. tight location. We're making – we made these uh, glass bullets to hit uh, spray like a, uh, like a shotgun inside of a house. So we're in this tight space. Dad and I are down there cranking the down together. He's getting ready to pull the powder. And uh, finally he goes, get, the, get out. Get, get the hell out. You are – I'm not smelling this today. I have no idea that it's, you know, a fart spray sitting on my shirt. So we get into the car. Dad's telling me to check my shoes. (laughs) We make it over to the bus. And the the bus scene, they have this bus sitting out in the sun. They have one air conditioner blowing in. Joe Montenegro's on the other side making uh, arcs, uh, lightning arcs with an arc welder so that it looks like lightning strikes. And there's, <laughs> there's Steve at the air conditioner spraying, oh, <laughs> spraying, <laughs> spraying into the air conditioner intake. And everyone is looking around. And finally, when the, uh, it was the assistant director go, <laughs> looks at Steve and goes, are you shitting your pants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah, be, that be bleak, but it is a I mean, quote. It was the funniest. We had the fu- my dad's had the funniest crew around him because they've always played practical jokes like this constantly. One of the shows he did in the eighties, another one that just tons of people saw, Project X, <laughs> <laughs> because Matthew Broderick was so successful. Um, he has this this bag that he takes from the shop he was area. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> that was the only major hit, I think. Lion oh, no. King. Actually, Lion King. Lion King yeah. Actually, he, oh, he was... It doesn't count. It's just a voice. Actually, no. Well, he was, okay, he was great in The Producers, in the remake of The Producers. Yes, he was. I, uh, I got I, But I think Nathan I prefer, I prefer uh, number two with French Stewart. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Brought him to life. <laughs> so, um, I completely anyway, forgot that both of those are even made. <laughs> so anyway, da- um, Dad's got this bag that he goes from the shop area onto the set. It's a giant tool bag made out of canvas. We and call it a ditty bag. One day he, go- he goes to, to pick it up and take it and goes to lift it up, and it, he lifts himself to the floor, basically, just flans himself. <laughs> yeah. Figures it's time to empty the bag out. He's pulling tools out that he needs to put back. And finally tips it over, and all these lead weights come the out. Ball bearings. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> ball bearings. And one of the guys, and, and each one weighed about three, four pounds. And for the last three, four weeks, one of the guys has been dropping one in every day. <laughs> just adding it to the bottom of the stack. Just to see. <laughs> just to get him. Well, there was that, and there was the guy on set that uh, used to fall asleep at lunch. So Dad went and got a uh, grip chain. And he would go lay down on this giant pile of plywood. So one day while he fell asleep, they got the grip chain, grip chained him down to the plywood, <laughs> shut off all the lights, closed all the doors, <laughs> and, and on walked the sound away. Stage, when the doors are shut, oh, there is zero light. It's, yeah. It is pitch black. And so <laughs> about 10 minutes later, the guy wakes up. and hey, you're, I, It sounds like, a, hey, help. <laughs> I need some help. It felt like uh, <laughs> Bruce Campbell or Army Darkness. Yeah. Guys, it's time, man. It was, exactly. And that particular crew was vicious with their practical things. <laughs> and Dad was the worst. Dad, what Dad did is uh, this ended up turning into a union show. And we had two guys on, on the crew that were non-union. And in order to get in the union, you have to work on a union show for 30 days. It's 100 now. Well, back then it was 30 days. 
These two were at day 28 and 29. And Dad started spreading a rumor <laughs> that, right. that, that he was going to get fired. Now, in Hollywood, if the, and he's the coordinator. If the coordinator goes, the entire crew goes. So these two were going to be... What did he, like, he was saying that he was getting fired, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he spread the rumor that he was going to be fired. So that means that the whole crew is, gonna, is gone. And they're, they're, they're one day away. And well, they, there was one guy that was uh, his... Uh, were you wrapping up? we got to wrap up. Uh, what... Yeah, it's going to take too long. <laughs> no, no, it's not going to take too long. Basically, you know, the one guy really just wanted it really, really bad, and he was yeah. basically almost in tears, right? Going no, up no, that. he was so pissed oh, off. Pissed off. He started getting ready to tear apart the set. I thought there was one of them that was just. Super oh yeah, there was one that was like and the other about, one. Yeah, got, got pissed off. Well, yes. But the guy got, who got pissed off first, he come to the shop area. So how's it going, Bob? <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> like freaking clenched yeah. buttholes. <laughs> hey, Bob, what's going on? So he, he, uh, Dad's like, yeah, I got fired. And he goes <laughs> racing outside, starting to ready to tear apart the entire set. <laughs> and Dad goes, hey, uh, Joe, April Fool's. Yeah. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> anyway, this has been our pilot for a TV show, radio show, whatever. <laughs> Choose a medium. We'll go with anything. Yeah. This has been Happy Valley Speakeasy. The radio show. Our engineer is Kimball Willard. The talent is all three of us, the Willard no, three. No, just me. <laughs> okay. I, no, 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 no. The talent's all three of us. The ego is you. Ah. <laughs> and the talent. <laughs> and the humility. Uh, this show is I brought mean, to you by whatever commercial's next. all of you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll be seeing you next time. Right here. Same bat channel. Same bat you know, station. Whatever. Hey. Bye. Adios. Mr. Tamarin. Mr. Tamarin.